0: What is up, Non Nation? We're back. This is another episode of Nothing But Miss, episode 4. We're calling this one Swish or Brick. I'm Ba, joined by Melky. Buddy, how is it going?
1: Yeah, you know, it's going, man. It's, it's Melky here, always shooting bricks the Melky way. But I'm actually doing better than anyone who has Rogers services today because, Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. that sucked
0: <laughs> dude not to date this podcast but an absolute joke that this company pretty much stuck down all of Canada
1: it was hilarious because I know a bunch of people that are on Rogers and they couldn't get through or they're like is your phone working my phone isn't working I'm like oh, that sounds like a you problem because you're with Rogers
0: <laughs> I woke up and I'm like maybe a day or two I forgot to pay my phone bill on time but fuck it it's like a hundred bucks right yeah And then it said no service and nothing was going through. And I'm like, did they actually turn off my fucking phone after 100? I was going to snap. So once I was talking to people on Instagram, they're like, oh, I'm trying to text or call you. Nothing's going through. I felt a bit better. So at least we're all in it together.
1: Yeah, we are. Let's all hold hands. Kumbaya.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the reason we're all here holding hands for this episode, your Toronto Raptors. They are currently sitting 24 wins, 34 losses for a 10th. In the Eastern. Melky. How are we feeling about this, buddy, at this point in the season? With this season, COVID season.
1: But the COVID season, well from hell. It's from hell. It's a roller coaster ride from hell because we're going down, we're going up, we're going down, we're going up. It's there's no consistency. It it's a struggle sometimes to watch this team play. And there's a lot of nonsense that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a lot of uncertainty. I don't know if they're trying to feel things out. I don't know if it's COVID that's, uh, you know, the reason or part of the reason. It's just a dumpster fire right now. It's a dumpster fire swimming in a pool of piss. That's what it is.
0: (laughs) Pretty graphic. So feelings are known. Um, (laughs) I got to tell you, I I think you're kind of right in a way, whatever's going on behind the scenes. And I feel like now they might even have a plan to tank. And these last few games have kind of changed that. And here's what I'm going to say personally. I actually don't mind it. I like that these young guys are playing well, and I know it's kind of shitting on the tank in our draft pick, but I would rather the player development for this team going above how it is right now. And our young guys like Malachi Flynn, I know we're going to get into it later, but these guys are buzzing and I love to see it. So, you know what? We weren't getting Cade. That's just a simple fact, but we're still going to get a decent player somewhere. And I'd rather see these players playing well with everybody sitting out. Apparently, Pascal with that shoulder injury.
1: Yes, his shoulder.
0: (laughs) How how do you feel? Do you want the team to tank? I'm
1: still in the middle because I feel because the East is so lousy. I don't think the East is going to allow them to tank. Because if you look at it, look how close they are to like, to having the 10th spot or they're in that bubble spot where they play for a play in. Yeah. The East is trash. Trash.
0: Yeah, I'm looking so at it right
1: now. It, 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 cool. Yeah, it just might it just might make it a little difficult from the tank. I do like the player development. I do like seeing other players come in, like Malachi Flynn, and um what's his name? Giuseppe, not Giuseppe, Gillet. Starts with a G.
0: Yeah, Gillespie or whatever. Gillespie, yeah. And sorry, just he's not got Italian. His, got his second <laughs> 10 day
1: Yeah, he got a second 10-day contract. He's been playing well uh Boucher last night Boucher was on fire with 30 points is from
0: Montreal
1: yeah pride of Montreal he you know Montreal stand up uh, there's another uh, couple players on uh that were playing uh, from Montreal last night uh, yeah Boucher is developing into a nice player it's good in that sense but I still want them to compete I still think they might not be able to make noise but I they can make things interesting the team is not awful by any stretch of the imagination. It's not the Atlanta Hawks from two years ago or the New York Knicks from last year. It's still a pretty competitive team, so I'm on the fence.
0: Yep. Speaking of last night, your Raps, they won 112-106. You already said it. Boucher, 31 points. Gary, 23 points. This guy is becoming a hero, getting a statue already. And uh, Flynn with 15 points, 8 rebounds. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. I love these young guys playing well. I really never in any sport care about the tank and getting a young draft pick, man. I'm a Leaf fan. I've been through enough bullshit and the, the poor years with the Raps and Jays early, like 2000s, whatever. I never, you know what? If you're a shit team and you deserve first overall for being that bad, then fine, whatever. But I'd rather have these guys play. Uh, the starters are pretty much just going to be sitting out a bunch now, I think, at the end of the season. That's just, that is what it is.
1: Yeah, I, I can't see Lowry, OG, Pascal, uh, uh, Freddie. I can't see them playing extended uh, minutes and extended consecutive games because, you know, realistically, they're, they're basically playing for next year. But you we'll know, oh. see. I hope I'm wrong. But it, yeah. it looks like it right now.
0: Well, Charlotte, they hold eighth place. They've got only four wins above us. And then below us, Washington is shit in the bed so hard. We are not going to catch them for being that shit. We'll talk about it with trades later, but Orlando's given up and fully committed to the rebuild. <laughs> so we're we're definitely that in the middle lower tier of the middle team. Like That's just where we are. We're definitely – luckily, if everybody's kind of healthy, we're going to get into that eighth spot. But what, Philly's in first now? I don't see us without Kawhi beating Philly this year, man. No,
1: we're not beating Philly. We're not beating Brooklyn, and we're not beating uh, Milwaukee. No. Uh, the rest – it's, you know, it's up to, uh, you know, anything that happened, the New York Knicks are on a six game or seven game winning streak. They can play defense. Uh, Thibodeau, even though I don't like his face, the man knows defensive schemes. Uh, I don't know. But I, I think if you get in to that sixth spot, or sorry, seventh or fourth spot, maybe in the play and you can make some noise. I don't know, man. It's hard to tell with this team. I I just don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, the picture was supposed to be clear after the trade deadline, my friend, which happened so long ago. The Raps, we were told we're going to give Lowry. We were going to possibly go in the rebuild. The season hadn't gone the way it is. And actually, we end up keeping Kyle. So before we get into the three trades, the Raptors did do trade deadline. I want your opinion on the trade that didn't happen. What do you think about Kyle Lowry staying? Because... I'm pretty sure we made, or at least I made my thoughts pretty clear on the last podcast we did before the trade deadline that I'd rather have Kyle stay.
1: I was happy he stayed. I think unless you were going to get a, um, get back something over the moon, it wasn't it wasn't worth it. I mean, Lowry is a soldier. He is Captain Raptor. He definitely will have a statue and his number retired. Let him go out with grace and class. I think he, we owe him that. So I was I was quite pleased that he didn't get moved. Plus, uh, Messiah wanted a King's Rant. <laughs> like, uh, that that Miami deal, I don't know how close it was, uh, but they didn't want to give up uh, Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, and I don't blame Miami. Those two players can shoot. But at the same time, I think Lowry would have put them over, at least put them in competitive uh, spirits uh, in, the, in the East, but they elected not to, and, and same with Philly,
0: so I'm happy he's here. Yeah, same. He definitely would have put those two over the top. Philly would have been scary with Kyle. I think so.
1: Yeah. Have have, uh, Simmons off the ball? Dirty possibilities, but not in the fold.
0: All right. So why don't you hit us with the trades that happened? Why don't you give me the first one?
1: Uh, Do you want me to hit it it hard, or do you want me to work my way up?
0: (laughs) Well, well, whatever. We'll just go uh, trade by trade. Okay, well, we'll we'll
1: go with the less sexy trade. Uh, the rap, the first one. Well, that wasn't the first one, but the Raptors traded um, Terrence Davis to the Sacramento Kings for a second round pick. Uh, you know what? I was glad this happened. Terrence fell out of favor once that whole um, situation happened in New York. His game wasn't the same. You could tell his confidence wasn't the same. I don't know if the franchise had faith in him anymore, but you know, at least you know, leave it to Masai to get something for nothing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I gave this trade a, a B minus. I think it's a decent return for a guy who has obviously lost favor with Nurse. His minutes have been dwindling steadily. So, I mean, a second round pick for this guy, uh, you know what? It works out not only for the team, but for Terrence as well, man. Good luck to him. So, it's a win win on both sides. That's why I'm giving it a B minus.
1: Yeah, and he gets to be in uh, Sacramento, California. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely a win win.
0: Yeah, Sacktown, baby. Okay, second trade. We've got Matt Thomas. Heading to Utah for another future second round pick. I gave this one a B minus again. Uh, I have Thomas had minutes dwindling. So good for him and the team. Pretty much the same thing as Terrence Davis. It was two guys that were just kind of falling out of favor. Depth guys with the young guys playing as well as they did. Gary coming in, all these guys. uh, Shooting guard, we just had, we didn't have enough minutes to go around.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Maybe, you know what, maybe I'll give it a B. No, no. Now maybe I'll give it a C plus. Uh, he it's, it was the same, yeah. Like Terrence, like Terrence uh, Davis fell out of favor. He can shoot, you know. He's a streaky shooter. Uh, you actually make the rich richer. Utah is the number one three point shooting team, so you just added another weapon to their arsenal. But he'll probably ride the pine. But it's nice to have. So yeah, uh, second round pick again, making something out of nothing. Masai, yeah. good on you.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a little debate later, but Utah is a scary team in the West. Like They are and sick. They, They've been dominant all season. Never, never thought anything
1: good would come out of Utah, but here we are.
0: <laughs> I fucking
1: hate the hate on the
0: Jazz. When they were joking about it at the All-Star game, I was getting heated as a Toronto fan. I'm like, man, don't disrespect this city like that. <laughs> okay, buddy. Give us the big trade. This is it.
1: And the big kaboom, yeah. the boom shakalaka of trades. Uh, Uh, (laughs) No, it it chokes me up sometimes Just uh, actually mentioning it Because I love this player But Norm Powell Beloved Raptor Champion Soldier Was uh, dealt to Portland For Gary Trent Jr. And Rodney Hood I'm going to give this trade As much as I Hate to see Norm go I'm going to give this trade An A- And I'm going to tell you why Gary Trent is twenty two years old. Gary Trent can shoot the lights out. The game is moving towards that. I know their numbers. If you look at their numbers, they're very similar yeah. this season, but Gary Trent has more upside. Norm, I feel like he is honestly. I would love a norm on my team, but I think Norm is going to plateau at right like right now. That that's it for Norm. Where Gary Trent is trending up, so. A big round of applause for the Raptors as a franchise for acquiring this man. I actually think he could be our star going forward.
0: Yeah, he's winning over the city. He's winning over me. I almost went A minus. I gave this trade a B plus. I hate to see Norm go. I think he's going to do so well on Portland, a gritty, work hard team. It choked me up when he forgot which side to start that first game. After <laughs> side, and then all his comments were days after. He was still choked up about him, and I just love that type of heart. Uh, Rodney Hood, uh, good pickup, just an extra body. Um, He's a restricted free agent or a free agent going into 2022 as well. So don't really know his future with the raps, but uh, decent. And the main guy, Gary Trent, like I already said, man, he's winning me over. He's winning the city over. He's repping Jays in sixth gear. Like he's saying all the right things. Uh, The interviews are amazing. I mean, he's setting his own personal best and team best. It's just, I hate to see Norm go, but Gary is a younger almost like you're saying a better upside of norm more manageable cap going forward yeah, oh, yeah man i almost want to say a minus but i will say b plus like this trade was a good trade this was messiah and bobby webster in action this was a typical raps trade where you hate to see the guy go because pretty much we fall in love with every player unless your banes are just someone who's just so brutal yeah go back to Austria, yeah. yeah exactly so I mean, you hate to see him go, but just a great trade. And like you said, Gary Trent, I want him to sign. This guy's doing all the right things: dropping forty buzzer beaters, whatever.
1: Yeah, it was a great basketball trade, and that's what people need to realize. It was great for both teams. Uh, Portland gets a champion, a guy who's been through the grind. Portland's always uh, almost there; they just can't get over that speed bump. Norm's yeah. done it as I a They
0: bring a champion.
1: Yeah, as a six man, as a starter, Norm's done it. So that's some championship pedigree right there. Where you know, I help. I think that'll help uh, McCollum and Dame and uh, Nurkid and all those boys. It'll help them in the long run. It'll especially with the West uh, being wide open this year. That's why they call it the Wild Wild West. So yeah, Norm is gonna pay dividends there. And just like Gary Trent is a guy we might be able to like build around because Pascal is not Pascal. Uh, Freddie is a great player, but he's not your number one option. And OG is the defensive stopper. So you need that assassin. And I think Gary Trent can easily be that assassin.
0: Yeah, Gary is a beauty. Norm, I wish you well, buddy. But it's time now to focus on the new rafts, which Gary Trent Jr., by the way, since becoming a Raptor, he's averaging 17.8 points per game. 1.6 assists, 3.6 rebounds. I mean, I already said it. He hit a buzzer beater against the Warriors. 44 points versus Cleveland like dude this guy is winning us over
1: yeah he's like I said straight straight assassin you want you want a player like that who's got ice in his veins you know that's that's what you need you need someone who's fearless he I think he is embracing taking that role and you know being that guy you can depend on me to hit those game buzzers or you know you can depend on me to take over games and we are missing that this year and I'm glad that we were able to acquire such a player.
0: Yeah, it's unreal, too, at a time where we're sitting, resting a bunch of guys that we're giving players opportunities to step up, and the new huge acquisition is doing just that. And he's winning. I just love it, man, the way he's playing and might be taking over for Surge, most stylish Guy on the wraps. Come on.
1: It definitely. Yeah. I mean, OG might have something to say about that. But <laughs> yeah. Hey, I
0: love a little good rivalry, man.
1: That's a little fashion wars. But we forgot one important move the Raptors made. It was a little later, but it was a signing of another fellow Canadian, Ken Birch. Yeah. Montreal stand up. He's looked pretty good. I was watching the game last night. He's six foot nine. He's 233. Like I said, straight out of Montreal. He's averaging 9.5 points. Uh, 0.3 assist and 6 rebounds Something we lack What are your thoughts on uh, our new player?
0: Yeah well just the two main things I was going to say Was A rebounds which you just brought up And for his size man he's moving well So I literally And no offense to him Had zero expectations I wanted him to do well simply for the fact that he's Canadian First and foremost That's what mattered to me So the fact that he is in his role Limited capacity whatever it is I think it's great. And I agree, man. That was that was a fun game to watch last night.
1: It was incredible. I, I had that on with the Leafs game on and I was going back and forth. And you know, I couldn't keep my eyes off um the raps game near down the buzzer or down the stretch because it, it was anybody's game. Leafs are a fucking joke. Well, yeah. I, that's a different pod for a different time. A little,
0: but yeah, no, I that's what I'm getting at though, is man, I just started watching the Raptors game more. Like, it was just fun to watch. I don't even care. And then I'm going online after. Like, I love to. I'm a lurker man online. I don't really participate in comments, but I love reading comments. And all these people pissed off. Like, I'm glad to see the guys win, but this is affecting the tank. I don't give a shit. If you're going to play basketball like that, I looked at it. The Raptors have the second hardest schedule remaining for the season. So take these wins where we can get them because there's a chance we might get shit pumped soon.
1: Yeah, there's a good chance. Uh, there's also a good chance we could persevere and turn it around. But man, like I said, this is one of those crazy roller coaster rides uh, you seem to like not get off of. So who knows? But either way, it, it is it's the Raptors. I cheer for them.
0: Yeah, another signing by the way that just happened. Utah Watanabe, beauty. I love this guy's work ethic. Didn't like so much that he got postered earlier in the season, and I'll bring that <laughs> up later. But uh, I'm I'm happy with this signing, man. And apparently, I was reading it too. The Raptors did it perfect with time out East. So it's a huge announcement out there. It's just more fans, more viewership. Just great all around for the organization.
1: Oh yeah, well deserved. Hard worker. He um, he knows his role. He's willing to get nitty gritty. Get into the nitty gritty. He grinds it out. Uh, underrated, uh, shooter. Uh, you don't think of him as a shooter, but he can actually shoot the, shoot the rock. Uh, did you know out, uh, far, far East, he's the number one Jersey sold out there.
0: Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Represent. I believe it though, man. And by the way, speaking of jerseys quickly, even though we didn't have this in the notes, but you and I talked about this in our text, not a fan of those perps.
1: No, they're if you're going to do perps, you got to do the classic uh, old vintage old school perps. You can't just have the stupid triangle on, and slap on purple and, and black. It just looks hideous.
0: I hate the generic arrow. It's like those people when, you know, there's created team in FIFA or 2K or NH and they just put no effort into the jersey. <laughs> you have to wear those still. Well,
1: that's it. Did anyone take that into consideration? You still have to wear them. Just because you think it's a good idea doesn't mean it's necessarily a good idea, especially when it comes to light.
0: And some of those fan concepts we were sending to each other, those are unreal. Yeah. Who's in charge of these PR and marketing departments? Like just corporate going, yep, great. Purple? Vint.
1: Maybe it's Stevie Wonder. I don't know.
0: All right. Speaking more about the organization, Raps were recently fined twenty five thousand dollars for rest and injury reporting. How do you feel about that, Mel?
1: (laughs) I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I do too. (laughs) Do it again.
1: I I, I think they are going to. At this point, I mean, we we alluded to this earlier. I don't think the Raptors care about this season. Uh, They're looking to. They're looking in the future, so they can rest their big. You know. Big stars they're going to and it's made basically a fuck you to the NBA because we have a disadvantage. We're not at home. Uh, you know, Florida is not our home. It's America's wang. So I don't care what anybody says. Uh no, no fans, COVID. COVID hit this team hard as well. So what do you expect? What do you expect us to just go out there with a smile on our faces and play? No, nah, like cut us some slack.
0: Yeah, it's a huge detriment to the team playing in Tampa. No home games, all 70 away games. So it's complete bullshit. I love it. You know what? The Raps are not the first team to do this. They're not going to be the last. And if you were watching the jump or first take or any of that stuff, they were talking about it. You knew this was going to happen with. They were talking in the NBA, waiting for teams to do this again, and they were going to start finding them. So you know what? Screw it. I think if the Raps, I was reading, if they did it for the rest of the season, it's like maybe 400, 500 K total. Whatever, best money spent. Screw them.
1: And yeah, just get your checkbook out to Maple Leaf Sports.
0: <laughs> they, don't, they don't give a shit about us. We never get Christmas games. We never get recognition. I, that's, we, we can't even get into that because I'll just get heated.
1: Yeah. yeah but, no. <laughs> you know, I'm happy for them taking the stand. I hope they do it again.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to say, too, Gary Trent, before credit to Nick Nurse putting that guy shooting guard and changing the formation, he fits perfectly in this system. And he he's playing better than he ever did. So huge shout out to Nick.
1: Yeah, it's just a swag of confidence. You can tell you can tell when someone's on and you can tell when someone embraces it, too. He I think he's up for the challenge. His dad played here. His dad is the same type of player, not as gifted, but, you know, same intangibles. So, you, you know, let's go. I, I might have to get a Gary Trent
0: jersey next year. Dude, don't say that. You know I've been waiting for a juror, so... <laughs> Low- but but Lowry's so classic, you know what I mean? Like, you can get a Lowry jersey, and then it doesn't matter if he leaves or whatever, because it's timeless. It's like getting a, a Joe Carter. I almost said Carlos Delgado. Don't know why I said it. I that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, Delgado I was cool jersey. Maybe subconsciously I'm trying to justify I love Carlos. <laughs> I but yeah, maybe I'll get Gary Trent. Okay, anything else you want to talk about with the Rats before we move on to the trade deadline? No, I think we've
1: covered everything. I just... You know, let's go raps.
0: Yeah, tough schedule coming up. Boys just have fun, work hard like they are, and you know what? Give us some enjoyable basketball because this season has been shite. With a capital S. Okay. And a your <laughs> talk. Let's move on to the NBA trade deadline. What
1: a deadline it was. Yeah. Sixteen sixteen transactions between the the follow-up and the actual day. A lot of moves, Bob. Why don't you get into it?
0: Yeah, so clearly Every trade deadline is overhyped Everybody is talking about all the big names Going to be moved And nobody usually does But there was a couple this time Like I mentioned earlier Orlando was offloading Who's it's, it's gone Giving away players man. <laughs> giving, away, giving away So we'll do this in order So the biggest one Biggest player moved Miami Heat are loading up These guys grab Victor Oladipo Huge for Miami Huge
1: Massive. It's another score. It's another score. Another guy can create for himself. It helps Jimmy Butler. It helps all the other shooters. Another tough... Yeah, I mean, he's not the same player since he tore his ACL. But at the same time, this guy can go off any given night. So, get on Miami. Steal, actually. It's yeah. probably the steal of, uh, of the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, you know, you're never going to doubt Houston. Because uh, they always seem to turn shit into gold. Getting draft picks and whatever. But Oladipo... Huge for Miami. They've been hit with some injury problems lately. It's been a bit of a struggle for Miami this year.
1: Yeah, but this is the thing. The bubble creates a lot, just like in hockey. Is Columbus really that good? No. <laughs> it's the same thing. Was Miami really that good? They were very gritty last year, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from them. But it's Miami. It's, Jimmy Butler is not going to win you uh, a championship. Yeah. Bam Adebayo is not going to win you a championship. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, those boys are not going to win you a championship. I think they just felt it fell into favor with them in the bubble, and the real Miami Heat team is showing up. So getting Oladipo is huge because it just, like I said, it adds another dynamic scorer to the roster, which they need.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Pat Riley wasn't on there. They added two more, they added Trevor Ariza. And then I'm going to butcher this name. So I'm just going to say Jellica, the last name. <laughs> Emanja Jellica, man. I'm not going to get that name right. But yeah, hopefully you know who I'm talking about. So Riley's obviously, Miami's in. That's what he's saying right now with these trades. They pretty much gained the most out of the trade deadline, I would say, and probably have the best grade.
1: Yeah, I would give Miami. <clears throat> because, And you know what's funny? That was one of the last trades reported that night, or that yep. day, sorry. So you thought, OK, Miami, because I think they were flirting with getting Kyle Lowry, but it didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, because Dick Oladipo did not want to re-sign with uh, Houston, he turned down a two-year extension. And I think Miami swooped in and said, well, OK, we need to do something. If we don't do anything, we may as well just pack it up this season. So they went out and acquired Oladipo, and it was a steal. Like It was like one of the last trades to be reported. So good on them. Like, Riley is smart. Like, a Riley is Mr. Calm Cool Collective. He knows what he's doing. He's been around the block so many for so many years. You know, he, I always have faith in Pat Riley. I hate his slicked hair, but I always have I always have faith in him.
0: It's crazy too that most of the main players in the James Harden trade from like going to Houston are pretty much gone from that team. Like that's a quick turnover for that massive blockbuster just earlier this season.
1: Yeah, but I think uh, Houston wanted to load up with picks, right? The yeah. whole thing was- Und- and you get your picks. The trainers are luxuries if they want to stay. Um, but that that's a whole mess right there. It might it might turn around in a couple of years with the draft picks, but that's a mess. I wouldn't want to be there right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sticking with the East, like we said, Orlando unloaded, and they're trying to go for a worse record. So first off, they sent uh, Vukovic, 30 years old, to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. We'll start with that, Trey. What do you think about that one?
1: That's a home run for Chicago.
0: No shit, dude.
1: They Chicago finally, out
0: of nowhere saying they want one of those last playoff spots.
1: They finally give Zach Levine a, um, someone to ride shotgun with. Vucevic is a bona fide scorer. This guy can go inside. He can go outside. The, they... You know what? Kudos to Chicago. I haven't said that about the Chicago Bulls in a very long time, but kudos. You're finally doing something right. The ownership is finally getting it. And that must make the city of Chicago very happy.
0: I was about to say, man, if I was a Bulls fan, I would be fired up. Like you said, they got Zach. It's now a 1-2 in Chicago. This is the first real statement where they're going to build with this new team. And they're saying, not only are we going to be a playoff team for years to come, but we're going to be trying for a playoff team this year. And Chicago has not been like that in the recent past, man. And they're such a historic team, obviously because of MJ and historic to us.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the glory days that they, you know, they want to get past. They haven't done anything since Michael Jordan, so this is great. Like at least they're they're telling their fan base, hey, we're we're going for it this year. It's wide open. Why not? They could make some. uh, They could make some damage. Why not? You know, put a little dent in one of the top three teams. I think it'd be fun. I love underdogs, so let's go Bulls.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whatever. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hard to cheer for any Eastern team, but yeah, I'm not upset if Chicago wins some playoff games. Okay, speaking of Orlando, their second trade, and before some devastating news for this other team, they sent Aaron Gordon to Denver. And this looked like a great trade for Denver as well. I mean, not the biggest addition, but it's great to go with uh, the starting two.
1: Uh, well this this one would have been m- m- this this trade was great hearing about it because I I don't know if you remember you asked where do you think Gordon was going and I said look for Denver look for Denver to make some noise because they lost out on uh
0: yeah uh, Jeremy, S-
1: Jeremy Grant who went to, to who went to Detroit and they haven't had a player like that and Gordon's a way better player than Jeremy Grant. He just checks all the boxes. They now have a three-headed, well, they did have a three-headed monster. And Gordon is going to relieve a lot from uh, the Joker and Murray and the rest of the squad. But I will say this, if there's a time to shine now, Porter Jr., do it now. This is your time to shine. You complained about not getting enough touches last season. This is your time to shine, buddy. Put up or shut up
0: yeah great call man uh those guys are fighting for jobs on that team so you're you're definitely right put up or shut up um you and i had already been talking about denver possibly being our bandwagon team just because of the canadian connection and we were fired up the way they were playing though even though they weren't necessarily underdogs com- compared to some of the west especially the, you know the lakers utah what have you oh, so uh, we're gonna get into what happened in a bit later but yeah we were both fired up i thought this was a great deal for them and uh you know what? It's time for him to step up too because there's a, a very empty spot, and I, I think expectations are a lot lower now for Denver. But your time to shine.
1: Well, you know you're going to complain. You want you want minutes. You want uh, shots. You want touches. Okay, your best player is now down. You no, know? let's see what you're made of. But speaking of what you're made of, let's uh, we're going to play a little game, and it, it does involve the uh, trade deadline. We're going to call it Swish or Brick. We're going to keep going with some of the moves in the trade deadline, but we're going to vote if it's a swish or brick. So we already mentioned a couple of the moves. So obviously the Nikola Vucevic trade, the, you deem that as a, as a swish. Oh,
0: that's a swish all the way. That's, Nothing, yeah. But...
1: yeah, that's a swish on my part. And the Gordon trade? Obviously a swish.
0: Nah, still right. a swish. Still a swish.
1: It's still a swish. You know, yep. Gordon, you know what Gordon could do. He jumped over a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was no shoot. That was uh what's his name? Uh, yeah, he, he did no, the mascot, he, right? Yeah, he jumped over the mascot. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the light skin guys look alike. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I get
0: <laughs> compared to Aaron Gordon all the time.
1: <laughs> but how about some other trades? Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Celtics trading for Evan Fournier. Yep.
0: What do yep. you think? Uh, you know what, man, it's actually a swish. Or Orlando's offselling, so you know what? I hate giving any kind of compliment to Boston. But Evan Fournier is a good pickup for them. <laughs> God damn it. I didn't even see that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go brick. Really? Yeah, this is a brick because he doesn't Evan Fournier doesn't push the needle for the Celtics. They yeah. need a big man. They don't need another guard. They have tons of guards. You know, they got Smart. They have uh, Brown. They have um, uh, Todd Tatum. Like, even though Tatum just came back from COVID, they have tons of guard play. Man, that, that was such a waste. I get like it was an Orlando Magic fire sale. And, you know, come one, come all. But nah, like this is a brick. break. is not gonna do shit. <laughs> he's been a like subpar player for years, so, and he's always hurt. So that was a brick for me.
0: Okay, fair enough. I think there's a lot of like missed opportunities with this trade deadline that passed.
1: I think so too. Uh, what about the Sixers? Since they didn't land Lowry, what about the Sixers landing George Hill?
0: Obviously not Lowry, but I think for man, I'm trying not to be so positive. I think for the package that they gave up, though, was a swish. Yeah. No, nope, that's fair. Because what they were going to be, like, what was going around that they were going to supposed to give up, like, Masai was asking for them for Lowry. And Lowry is obviously so much better than George Hill. And Lowry puts Philly, like, competing with Brooklyn for 1-2. And I know Philly's already up there. So, George Hill is a nice tier two. And they didn't have to give up as much. So, again, I think it's a swish.
1: No, I, agree with, uh, I agree with a lot of what you just said. I don't want to call it a bank shot.
0: Because, <laughs> because
1: you know what, George Hill, yeah, he's a good player. Do you remember when he was on that like Indiana team back in the day um, with uh, George uh, with Pandemic P and um, uh, what's his name? Like maybe or Jermaine only was on the like the latter part of his. Career you know his career when they were like, that
0: blue collar team. Yeah, but he yeah. loved them and yeah, they exactly. played so hard in the paint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. I remember everybody stroking them off. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So he was great cuz he was traded um from San Antonio. He comes from that San Antonio program. And he's been he's been a journeyman. He's a great like veteran presence. Um I just feel like for Philly they just need Simmons to learn how to shoot the damn ball. Learn how to shoot. You have the best center in the game in Joel Embiid. You have weapons all around. Like, you have shooters all around. Why can't you just shoot the ball?
0: I Dude, I still remember when at the start of the season he made that bucket three-pointer. It was like <laughs> top news the next day. And there were replays, and it was like a meme out of it. So, yeah, the guy needs how to learn how to shoot.
1: Yeah, like that's the I think that's what's holding them back. I mean, like, you know what? George Hill putting George Hill on and having it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Simmons off the ball and putting him like he can play a four. He's six foot ten. The way he moves, he he, he glides on that on that uh, basketball court. But I like I said, bank shot like it could be really good, but it could be really shit. So,
0: well, here's what I'll say quickly, too, about Philly, even though I think that's a swish. I have no faith in Philly as a playoff team. Like I haven't, I'm not choosing them. Like, yeah, if there's an easier matchup when I'm like betting with you online and we're doing all that shit, maybe, but Philly, I, there's just something missing with that team. I think mentally and chemistry wise that I don't know. It, it worries me. And yeah, you brought up Simmons and all that. There's obviously my mind would do a complete 180 with, uh, Kyle joining the team. But there's something about Philly. I have I have no faith in them going past make winning maybe two rounds.
1: I think they can get to the Eastern Finals because of Doc Rivers. The only problem is Doc Rivers chokes a lot. Uh, but other than that, if Doc Rivers like if he can just get it, I think he's gone through to Embiid because Embiid basically before he was hurt was an MVP candidate. He still probably is. I just think it's Simmons. Like if he can get to Simmons, like okay. I know you like dishing the ball. I know you like looking cute and all, but can you just shoot the ball like once, twice? Just help us out. Like if he can get to Simmons and like get this team ready for the playoffs, I think there, I think there's a team to be reckoned with. Now, like if Brooklyn is healthy, nobody's stopping Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's not healthy right now. So I think anything is possible.
0: Yeah, yeah personal reasons for Brooklyn.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know Brooklyn stand up. <laughs> All right, uh, I got one for you. Okay, the, Clip- the Clippers receiving Rajan Rondo.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I had that one actually written down right here. Of course, my notes close. So yeah, so traded for Lou Williams.
1: Sweet Lou, Pe- yep. peppercorn Lou.
0: <laughs> yeah. So obviously the Clippers are hoping for rondo to have his passing glory of years past that first pass that he used to make unreal in the playoffs but uh i'm just gonna say brick because i don't like rondo in the slightest, dude. (laughs) and i don't give a shit about the clippers and i do not think he's gonna have the effect that they think he's gonna have and i think the clippers are never gonna win and if they do whatever i eat my words it's the west but no Rick. wow strong words some,
1: <laughs> some clipper hate right there <laughs>
0: okay, yeah see bomber can pay for my soul if he wants
1: <laughs> he probably will too I'm, I'm, gonna love- dis- I'm gonna disagree with you i i think if rondo actually you know who rondo looks like he looks like franklin the turtle so if he could like poke his head out of his damn shell and get back on the court this is a slam dunk because they finally have a floor general. And you know what's even better than a floor general? Playoff Rondo. If they get this man for the playoffs, yeah. I think the Clippers are scary. I think Kawhi doesn't have to bring the ball up. Pandemic P doesn't have to bring the ball all up ball up. And the best thing about it, he will hold these two men accountable. He won't take shit. He doesn't care who you are. I don't care if you got a claw. I don't care if I don't care if you're a defensive player or a former Uh, second-team, third-team winner in the league, he doesn't give a fuck. He's spat in Chris Paul's face. This man does not care. So they need accountability. I I think if he can actually get on the court, this is a slam dunk.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm just drinking the haterade. But like I said, (laughs) they obviously – and you're talking about the general and and what I was saying, that first pass that he's able to get off from the back – that's obviously what they're hoping for. And this is probably going to be one of those usual where you're right and I'm fucking wrong. you let me know about it. <laughs> of course. That's what the chat's I, for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping it doesn't happen. It doesn't work out. And I think it won't. So take that with what you will. They won't win
1: the, they won't win the championship.
0: Oh, they're definitely not. They're definitely not.
1: No, they're, no, there's still a bunch of pussies at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Next. Strong words for me.
1: <laughs> All right. So. For, on the, so the Blazers side, uh, them acquiring Norm Powell,
0: yeah. what do you deem this? Obviously a swish. Complete swish for them we talked about before. Swish on both sides. Gary Trent's an absolute beauty for us, and I already stated it, but we love Norm, and the way Norm plays, he will fit perfectly with that team, the team's culture, the fans are going to love him, the system will work, and you're right, you know what, he may be reaching his ceiling soon. But for where that team's at, he is a perfect complimentary piece for them.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. This is a complete swish. This is this is a dame dollar fucking three point swish, walking away, waving bye bye to what, uh, Russell Westbrook. That I shot it.
0: Me. Yeah, I shot it. I turned around. I'm not even looking.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going. I'm, I know the game's over. Like that. That's what this is. The intangibles Norm brings. The look out for Portland. Like I said, especially. With um, all, like a lot of the injuries that are happening right now that have happened, look out for Portland. No, well, they're a sleeper, and they're getting. They, you know what's you know what's crazy? They were the injured team. Like McCullough was was out, Nurkic was out, and now they're all healthy. This team's gonna be a well-oiled machine going in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, honestly, with Norm, they they might be my bandwagon West team now. That yeah. Jamal's out. I know we're gonna get into that in a bit, but I mean, I, I would love to see them just go nuts in the West. So yeah, complete swish. I know we both agree. Love it.
1: All right, I, I got a curveball one for you. Okay, the Nets signed Marcus Aldridge.
0: Swish. <laughs> what a swish! That guy, the amount of minutes he's going to play, the amount of offense he's going to deliver—that's an absolute swish. He makes that team so much better right away.
1: I love the sarcasm out of your voice. Actually, this was a swish for me. I think it was it was the final piece until the sad news that he had to retire yeah. you know, due to a irregular heartbeat, which n- we're not joking around about that. That's actually pretty sad.
0: Yeah, I'm joking that it didn't work out for uh, Brooklyn. So, you know, I, I agree with you, too, man. That guy was a baller. I loved watching him play. Like, we just spoke about his previous team, man. That guy was all hard. And you want to talk about someone mean sometimes. Oh, so yeah. yeah, you never want to see a guy go out for health reasons. Like, you know, it sucks. You hear it on interviews, no matter what the sport is or who the athlete, you rarely ever get to end your career the way you want it. Like only if you guys get to go out in a blaze of glory and get completely healthy. So you know what, man, you got kids, family, like just spend time with them. You've done it all. Congrats, dude.
1: Yeah, exactly. We always forget that these players are humans too. And, you know, that that part of their life comes first, as much as we want them to play basketball. So it was really sad to hear, It was shocking to see the the news uh, that he was retiring. But you know, all the best to Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. All right, so the final, the final one, your Lake Show signing
0: Andre Jump, Andre Drummond. Yeah. So, man, I wanted him on the Raptors. So I've been fairly positive this whole time with the trade deadline. This is another swish. Drummond is a big body who knows how to use that big body. And that is what I want on this team. It's what we are sorely missing. And I hate, (laughs) hate when that team gets better.
1: The rich get richer.
0: Always, dude. Always.
1: Yeah. This is a he's on fire switch for me. This man is a beast. I I know he can't shoot. And I know he can't you know, do what Marc Gasol used to be able to do. But guess what? He's a lot younger than Marc Gasol. And Marc Gasol hasn't done shit all this season. So this is a massive upgrade. And having yeah. him, AD when he comes back, and LeBron in your front court, Lord have mercy.
0: Scared. God, that pisses me off the most too, man. It's like, yeah, you talk about his weaknesses right now in the game. And, you know, with his age, they're kind of... but But with this team, he doesn't need to do that stuff. He just needs to do what he's good at, and that pisses me off more than anything because he is going to succeed. And I'm telling you right now, man, there is a good chance they'll repeat, and it pisses me off.
1: There's a strong chance. I mean, unless AD... Actually, let me ask you. If AD doesn't come back, and LeBron does, can they still win with uh, LeBron, Schroeder, uh, DeAndre, uh, Kuzma?
0: I'm going to say... Man... I, we've talked about this. I I am done doubting LeBron, Tom Brady <laughs> I, from now on. But what I will say is, I see them making the NBA Finals without Davis, but not winning.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The a- AD they need AD because uh, he's just a difference maker. Yeah. If they don't have him, I can't see anyone else stepping up like with those numbers.
0: Like, and, and yeah, and like I said, we're not going to doubt LeBron because, yeah, I can totally see the Lakers just going on a magical run without AD and winning it anyways. And LeBron has a new trophy just as Space Jam 2 comes out. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I totally see the marketing advantage for the NBA for letting him win. Maybe conspiracy. I don't know. But yeah, I, ask him I, on I, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, with Davis, man, I, I almost want to just take the Lakers for the win and, and say they'll repeat when we're doing some little gambling later, but uh, I don't know. I see them going to the finals, but not winning it. There'll be some
1: what Miami maybe. Ooh, I think it'll, it, it'll oh. remind me. Yeah. It, it can remind me of remember when he's in Cleveland and um, Kevin Love goes down in the first round and then Kyrie goes down in the finals and it's just LeBron left. It might be one of those
0: scenarios. I remember when Kyrie went down too. people were just giving up. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny how people just quickly turn so hard man that's fans man <laughs> there's there's no loyalty <laughs> we, we want we
1: what want have you done production. for me lately yeah we want production now and if we see a sense it's over it's over even though it's not
0: okay so i'm loving that new brick or swiss segment we're going to do that for every trade deadline going forward so now that we finished that up off to some sad news we've already talked about his new teammate Didn't really get a chance to play, but Canadian stud, Jamal Murray. Torn ACL in his left knee, season ending. Absolutely brutal. I'm gutted for this kid, man.
1: Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, Just when you thought the Nuggets were going to push through, because I I honestly thought the Nuggets, with that trade, were going to leapfrog and probably get that second spot. That was my assumption, but man it's it's gonna be tough is it's gonna be tough man i got a question for you is their season over with this with this uh, injury
0: man i don't know because the other guy is having an mvp season so do my hopes and bandwagon thoughts of them being a really strong like final four Team in the NBA that's dwindled. Yeah, I definitely think so, man. It might be premature. I I don't think so. I think I don't think their playoff hopes are over, but I would say their championship hopes for this year are over.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think at best they're a second round team, like the Joker.
0: That's what I'm saying. I still think they're going to get a playoff round win.
1: Yeah, they'll play just, balls out, man. I think so. I mean, you just lose that pick and roll that uh, him and him and Murray are so great at. Uh, like I said, and that's where it goes back to Michael Porter Jr. Bro, step up. This is your
0: time to shine. And it's crazy too. Murray's so young. and He's already proven that he can play in the playoffs. Like it's such a huge blow. They were going to be our bandwagon team. And I thought, like I said, final four, um, just devastating. And, and for Canadian too, like, you just reading all the comments, like all our buddies on Instagram, were talking about it. Just everybody in this country. That's just how loyal and beloved we are to like our brothers and sisters. It's just like the whole nation was gutted.
1: Well, you, you just feel like a little piece of you, uh, you know, dies inside too. Cause you want this man to do well. He he's rep. I, I call him captain Canada. I think he's the best Canadian player that we have right now. Yeah. So, so for him to go down and, you know, and not, not even get an opportunity to compete, you know, for a championship. It's sad.
0: Well, not only that, too, you just brought that up about the Canadian thing. I mean, we have qualifying's coming up. Now we're not going to have Jamal. I definitely think that we have a good chance to still qualify for the Olympics for Team Canada. But, yeah, don't see us without Jamal winning a, a bronze or finishing a top five. I'm not going to say gold or anything crazy. But yeah. we definitely could have had a top five finish potentially with Jamal. I, I think for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll just get a particip- participation ribbon or something, but...
0: You know what? You know what the worst thing too about Murray's injury <laughs> participation. <laughs> so, I caught that. I caught What's, that. Why they don't give those out in the, the Olympics? Is he, is he playing Timbits hockey? <laughs> I love. I love going over to my friends' houses and they'd have like a trophy case full of. uh medals and stuff and they're so proud when we're really young and they're all so participation medals (laughs) so part of timmy's participant it's like oh yeah sweet i got that one too but (laughs) the worst thing and it happens in any sport and this is the worst thing about murray is that non-contact injury like when you watch it and the guy doesn't get hit and he goes down shrieking in pain like that i don't care if it's football soccer hockey baseball you cringe like you you feel it because it's like his body just gave out and if an athlete at the top of his game and conditioning that happens to him like that's messed up.
1: Well, you can relate to it because we all move differently. I mean, some of us jog, some of us play ball, some of us just, you know, we exercise too. But so that could be us. So you're right. When you say we feel it, so like, yeah, that could have been me
0: non-contact's brutal it's actually really scary i i hate that like it's it's one thing like a hockey injury guy gets hit from before uh behind or basketball you know guy comes down with an elbow it's like all right but when nobody touches you oh
1: oh yeah like when a vancouver Canuck knee knee, knee on knees you uh because he's a dirty fuck yeah that no, that's not fun but when you uh and you you're playing and you jump up and head the ball, and you land, and no one's around you, and you twist your knee, and you're down for a year. Yeah, that sucks donkey balls.
0: Yeah, so we're wishing all the best here for Jamal Murray, buddy.
1: It's Obviously, season ending.
0: Ahead. Yeah, we can't wait to see you next year with a normal, hopefully normal NBA season. Okay, on to one of the greatest debates of our lives. Bring it. the The masses are waiting for our opinions on this. I mean, it's setting the internet ablaze. Melky, I'm gonna ask you, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker?
1: You know, brother. I (laughs) thought about this long
0: and hard. A whole page of notes on our (laughs) first. I was like, let's go.
1: (laughs) This was really tough because I love both players. Uh, One, you know, they're just—they're gonna be the—they are the futures of the NBA. They're gonna be, you know, the the staple, you know, the standard for the NBA. I hummed and hawed. I actually twisted and turned in bed thinking about this last night. But I'm gonna go with Devin Booker. Now I'm going with Devin Booker. I call. For, I knew
0: you were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been blocking for Phoenix all year. Oh you know, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a
1: massive chump for Phoenix, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's. It's nothing, nothing is Donovan Mitchell. I love Donovan Mitchell. I love his name, The Spider. Uh, But Devin Booker has got that like silky smooth shot. Um, He looks, he's so expressionless. Like you, you, it looks like he's bored on the court, but he's actually just like methodically thinking what he's going to do next. He doesn't need the ball to be effective. This guy moves around. Um, He's, you know, his numbers this season, he's posting 25.5 points a game. Uh, his field goal percentage is uh, 0485 eight five. Three point is three four nine. His uh, free throws are eight six two. He's always in like the top tier categories. Uh, you know, he's less athletic, but that could be a good thing. I think that's longevity. Where Donovan Mitchell, he's out with uh, an ankle injury right now. He's a slasher more so, so less prone to get injury yeah i'm gonna go he's a poor man's like clay thompson so i'm gonna without the defense i'm so i'm gonna go with devin booker
0: when you asked me this it was so hard yeah i went back and forth like you and the crazy thing man i kept like i don't know about you and i know well i know you didn't. you know me. <laughs> their, you were watching their highlights yeah. on youtube the comparison videos you're going onto to those Uh, stardom or sit fantasy websites. We were doing all the research. The crazy thing is how similar and close they are in almost every stat, dude blows my mind points, assist rebound, even their age, man, just everything about them is so similar. Everything. Yeah. So I wrote a couple of things too. Hopefully it doesn't sound too much like I'm reading, but I wrote so many notes. So (laughs) Booker, yeah, his shot is so silky, like so nasty. His chemistry with Chris Paul and the way he plays inside Phoenix system, it's disgusting to watch and he's the bigger body, uh, than Donovan and he moves so well.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 22.9 points, average 3.7 rebounds, 4.7 assists for Booker Mitchell on Utah, 23.4 points, 4.1 rebounds, 4.3 assists. Mitchell's the only guy with playoff experience. Not a lot. I know that's not a big thing. Um, Mitchell, uh, the only category that Mitchell leads out of these two guys is total steals for over their entire career. Everything else, Booker has him beat on. And it's close. It's yeah. really close, but he wins in every other category. Uh, like you said, Mitchell is way more athletic, better defensively. Um, He's had to prove himself a lot more with the injuries and the players that Utah has had. I don't think he has such uh, as good of a system as in Phoenix and the players to back him up. So just to go against you, I'm actually going Donovan Mitchell.
1: <laughs> I, I had a feeling, and yeah. you're not. I don't think anybody's wrong here. So, like if you were to start a franchise with one of these two players, I think you'd be happy either way.
0: I chose I chose Booker first, straight up, and I was <laughs> I, I was laughing in my head because I'm like Melky's going to agree. I'll let him go first, and yeah. then I'm going to agree with <laughs> it. And we kept going back and forth, and I'm just watching uh, Mitchell's play, and I mean record for most fifty-point games for a guy under twenty-five. Even though a small amount, the way he's played in the playoffs, he's already proven that he's game time. He's clutch. And I know Booker's proven that with his shot in the regular season. I'm not saying that. And with this Phoenix uh, team, he's going to get a chance to prove it in the offseason. But right now, I'm taking Mitchell, man. I don't know. There's something... Not, I'm not saying that Booker has like a personality like Paul George or something like that, but there's some it times worries me about his mentality or, or what he's thinking Mitchell. I just think is such a great team guy. I would, I would have either of them on the Raptors, but I'm going Mitchell right now.
1: I think Mitchell has that focus. He's got that, you know, that Kobe Mamba mentality. He, he, think- you can see it. You can see it in his eyes where Booker, like I said, Booker kind of looks like he's disinterested half the time, but I think it's just the way he looks like uh, he's just got that really stupid look on his face. But You can't go wrong with either player. And don't you find it ironic that both these players play for the first and second seeds in the West?
0: Yeah. All I want is to see these two play each other. I'd love this to be the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, we, we talked about it. I don't know if it was last podcast, which I think it was, but it might have been episode two or episode whatever. But I am so fired up for some Western League basketball this year, dude. I am so excited more than the East. Obviously, Raptors come first, and that's the one I'm most excited for. But if they don't make the playoffs, I'm pretty much all in on the West this year.
1: I think, especially with the Lakers' injuries, it's wide open. And yeah, like Utah's been lights out since the start of the season, and Phoenix has climbed their way to the second. But there are like wild card teams out there. Like there's Dallas, there's um, Portland, there, you know, uh, there's denver to a lesser extent
0: didn't dallas just get jj reddick too i think they that was- just got jj Redick.
1: Yeah. actually what would you what would you deem that that uh, swisher or brick
0: i actually think a swish
1: i i think it's a swish too because especially since he called out um pelicans g <laughs> it's
0: it's funny to me too man but I've, i'm getting so disenfranchised with all these like players in every sport just becoming so like <laughs> but whatever <laughs> but yeah it is jokes but, but, yeah, you're right, man. There's so many storylines in the West. Like, the hate we were talking about from Utah, the, the jokes during the draft and all that shit, they've made me uh, not a lover of Utah, but I'm definitely cheering for them. Phoenix, you know, Phoenix has always been a team, just because Steve Nash played for them, like, that I've always been okay with them. But, yeah, I mean, Denver, I don't know. I'm just ready for some West. I don't care about Brooklyn. I don't care about Philly. I don't care about Boston. Miami, eh. Atlanta Hawks is actually really enjoyable basketball. I will give credit to them. Like, I do like some Atlanta b-ball.
1: That's a nice story. I just don't think they'll do anything.
0: Okay, well, I mean, talking about a Gooby segue right here, I just looked at the <laughs> notes. <laughs> Shout out, Gooby. Speaking, but, uh, of the, uh, speaking of the Atlanta Hawks, are we going to talk about maybe dunk of the year? I know you brought this up. I've been ready to talk about this.
1: Bro. I...
0: Miles Bridges. <laughs> Over Clint Capella. The just that bringing it back, the meanness, I mean, posterizing him. Disgusting. I just wrote, ooh, with like seven.
1: (laughs) It was nasty. It was sick, wicked and nasty. I think Clint, I think getting posterized like that, you should be forced to miss a week of basketball to think about (laughs) how to think about how you could not be posterized like that again. He just looks stupid bridges bridges got mad hops like uh, wasn't he in the dunk contest yeah yeah he, he's got mad hops i felt it was filthy um he honestly added the boom to the shakalaga, like whoo
0: yeah. you're he's right awesome. though they you should be going to like a rehab spa like one of those you know you're wearing the robe and you're just kind of discussing your feelings like how did that make you feel clint yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> it's like taking notes A psychiatrist. And I think Clint Capella will never be the same again. And you know what? He might not even play in that rotation again.
0: <laughs> Man, just the height difference alone. I mean, I was not expecting that from Miles Bridge. I know Miles Bridge can dunk, so I, I wasn't away expecting that. But I was not expecting to see Clint Capella posterized by him at that moment in the fourth quarter.
1: I it took the words out of my mouth. I, I think it's the dunk of the year. I don't think anything anything's going to top that this season. It was just filthy.
0: The only one that kind of comes close, but does not, because it goes against my boys, <laughs> was the a- Anthony Edwards dunk.
1: Yeah, that's pretty nasty, too.
0: That was mean, and then he looks up to watch his own <laughs> replay. <laughs> that's such a swagger move. It pisses me off, but it's like, hate us because he ain't us. But I definitely think this is dunk of the year right now. I-
1: yeah, I, I think so. Just the elevation on that dunk, and just the just the throwdown. It was like, this is my house, this is my court. Get the fuck off.
0: Unbelievable! I'm gonna watch it again.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna watch it when this pod's done.
0: <laughs> we should go. No, we'll we'll find a good. We'll make that the photo for this. No, you've already made such a beauty. I've already seen the artwork. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> or it's beautiful.
1: It's we'll beautiful. we'll come up with something else. Don't worry. It's we got beautiful. we got more episodes. Though. <laughs>
0: OK, so for our inaugural season, I mean, this has been a fantastic episode and we have like to end every episode with a tribute to one of the best. I mean, he's already talked about the mentality once we're talking about Kobe. So we've been ending every episode with some of our favorite moments and, you know, not just our favorite moments, but everyone's favorite moments, just moments of greatness. So, Melky, for episode four, buddy, why don't you give us your Kobe moment?
1: Oh, it's the beginning. June 26, 1996 the trade that landed Kobe Bryant. You know, Jerry Wiss, Jerry Wess, excuse me, the standard, the logo, the mastermind, sought off this kid, watched him, and traded him for center Vlade Divac. That's probably the steel trade of the century. And that allowed Kobe to start his illustrious career in La La Land. And for everyone to know, and for everyone to see mama mentality as the beginning that 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 just stuck out to me like jerry west was so masterful at scouting he saw the potential in this kid and heisted the charlotte hornets yeah and down.
0: yeah a- amazing moment i couldn't agree with you more and in fact i had a different kobe moment that i'm actually going to save for next episode because i want to go vintage kobe moment just like you did and i'm going to talk about it first as well and it's His first All-Star Game appearance. Madison Square Garden, 19 years old. To this day, remains the only teenager to play an All-Star Game. Not LeBron, not Zion, not anyone. Just Kobe. And Madison Square Garden. You're playing with Carl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, and to put on a performance like he did, where the NBA's talking about you, kid. What a moment. I mean, just from beginning to end... That whole career. There's so many moments. Like, I mean, we're only gonna do it for this first season, but I mean, really, we could just do it forever. You can,
1: yeah, you can talk about Kobe nonstop. He he was just that fantastic, <clears throat> illustrious lustrous career. That he's the pinnacle of like what hard work and greatness really is. Minus Jordan, like Jordan is Jordan, but like Kobe just infused that mamba mamba mentality i know we keep saying that but that's what it is that mamba mentality and there will never be another
0: yeah you're listening to this podcast you already know what it is you're already a fan you're just nodding your head in agreement while we're saying this and that's what we expect and i mean not to keep it sad and somber but we also want to give a shout out to uh to scotty pippen going through a hard time right now he just lost his firstborn son um, so you're in our thoughts and prayers. It's a hard time for to lose anybody in the basketball family, especially when someone's associated with the legend.
1: Yeah, the untimely news, uh, it's never easy losing anyone. Uh, just feels like this world right now is a pile of shit with the losses that are amounting. Oh, yeah. My uh, my heart goes out to the Pippen family, too.
0: Okay, you heard it here, folks. This is the end of the episode. Melky. This has been a fantastic time with you, buddy. I We get so excited to do this. Uh, I've been waiting patiently for days now. And, I you know, it's just been fun. Recapping what's going on.
1: Yeah, like I just want to thank you for allowing me to take it to the hole and miss spectacularly, as always. Uh, you know, catch us on NA30. Uh, this man over here has got big things coming out. He's got Leafs. He's got Jays. And what's the other one? You got a third one, right?
0: Uh, Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and going to have – a nobody gives a fuck special I believe Coming out soon yes. so be on the lookout For that it might have something to do with world Of sports we're uh we're tinkering with an idea But trust me don't get sick of me Yet
1: yeah nobody Could man
0: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe gooby though okay but, uh, Melky any last words buddy
1: Yeah no uh you know just catch us uh, On ig um at the wow and mustard uh, ig page uh, you can find uh, Myself Ba, Gooby um and john you know feel free to message us on anything we're up for anything we love ideas uh, i mean we're, we're two, two pretty smart gentlemen but you know an idea from a fan here and there never hurts uh, but yeah just uh, and if you want to find us find us on the not after 30 and listen on spotify youtube soundcloud google play and apple podcast
0: yeah please we started doing that on the lease and J's. please send in any kind of questions or comments and at the end of the episode i'd love to do a little uh, question and answer segment it would be great yeah and you know what
1: are you waiting for it's just one click away boom shakalaka
0: all right folks this has been nothing but miss i'm ba that's Melky, and we'll catch you episode five peace
1: he's on fire